Welcome back to The Unpolished with your hosts, Angela and Kendall. Let's get into it, shall we? Welcome back. Uh, Today, we have a special treat. Uh, As promised, we are talking about Mother God, the cult documentary, and truly, there is no better person to talk about this than the guest, Haley Durrett. Say hello. Hello, hello. I'm so happy to be here. No, I'm, this is, (laughs) this is going to be so fun. And so Haley and I have been friends for over a decade. Uh, When I moved to Houston, uh, we connected on Instagram and it was kind of that scene where you would connect just because you're photographers. We used to like walk neighborhoods and take photos, like photo meetups back in the glory days of Instagram. Anyway, so we connected on Instagram and then after connecting, find out that we are literally neighbors, like down the hall from each other of the same apartment building, same floor, everything. And so we became best friends. Like we were inseparable. We started a women's organization called the White Buffalo Project. A lot of the listeners, they were in White Buffalo. <laughs> Shout out to our to our ladies. Um, we ran that organization for like eight years yeah yeah i think so um and anyways it was a nonprofit, super great time and yeah and then all this to say we've been best friends this entire time i'm gonna be honest i did not know how deep Haley was into pop culture things because i didn't speak the pop culture language until we kind of moved over to the unpolished the most that i had was when i was freshly postpartum with June. I was just planted on the couch watching things. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm part of society now. Like I'm catching up on all of these shows. I'm binging things. I have new subjects to talk about with people that I've never talked about before, including housewives, like just (laughs) everything. Love is blind, all of it. So when we move over to the unpolished, I'm getting taken to school constantly by <laughs> Angela knowing all of this, but it opened up an entire can of worms with Haley. As I'm talking about kind of dipping my toes into this world, Haley's just like, oh, have you heard about this? Have you heard about this? I did not know you were so deep into this. I just didn't speak this language. I know Haley just watched this documentary. Angela and I have both seen it. Haley is the person to bring on to talk about this specifically because it's about our favorite thing, cults. <laughs> well, I am so honored. Um, I definitely do love all things pop culture, all things Bravo, pop media, entertainment, all the things. And um, I think uh, this is just a great opportunity for me to just pipe in and share my two cents about the wonderful world of cults. I was truly writing up the notes for this podcast with more zeal than I ever have for a school assignment. Like I was like, okay, like, let me put all these things together. And so I was like, Haley, can you send me some voice memos about your thoughts? Because I think that you would be a great commentator on this. And then I was like, Hey, Angela, I think we should actually just ask Haley to get on not send voice memos like (laughs) let's just have her pop on and you just happen to be free so anyways yeah so you and Angela have a very succinct overlap in your interest in general and so I'm very excited for me to be the baby here but to lead you down this road to set you guys up for success uh Angela I've loved like chatting with you via Instagram DMs anytime you post anything pop culture adjacent I'm like oh my god you too like tell me all about like tell me what your thoughts are on how Ariana's doing on Dancing with the Stars or like, oh yeah I mean how we feel about Schwartz and Sandy's demise oh my like- gosh <laughs> I could do a full thesis on that alone um yeah no I love I love it all I have planted my feet in this world I was kind of a late bloomer also with the Bravo of it all, but I've Mm -hmm. been true crime adjacent for like a decade and cults really ride that same wave. So it all, it all tracks. It all makes sense on why we'd meet up today to talk about this. (laughs) No, I mean, I did not watch the Grammys because I knew that I would get the full rundown on Haley's stories. Like I was like, I'm going to get the best of the best spark notes 
via her stories immediately after any good event. I don't have to watch it. She is saving me time. She is telling me what to look at. I'm I'm here for it. So I will confess I did not watch them this year. I specifically only watched the red carpet um, because I had a previous engagement. But I will say uh, this was, I can't believe I missed this year. So much happened at the Grammys and now I feel like left behind. It's fine. I'll get me over too. it. <laughs> yeah, no, me too. I also dipped out and just did a high level Dip dive out. on the fashion. And you and Rachel both dipping out. <laughs> I know, I know. It's so not like me, but I just caught up on what everybody was wearing and then got the skinny after. And I also got FOMO. I was like, man, this was not the one to miss. Not the one to miss, but I don't know. I, I like just catching the snapshots after. I'm like, I'm I'm not gonna watch it all you know yeah i hear so, award shows are kind of boring anyways also okay what was weird about this year from somebody that didn't watch it but just caught various things <laughs> on tiktok my my preferred way of getting my news um oh, it appeared weird. yeah it appeared it was like a lot of influencers and random people there that were not always like decked into that industry mm-hmm. and i found that fascinating like i could not look away at the opening of different basically different industries invited this year. I feel like in the past, it used to just be kind of like one note of type of people that were invited. And this was a mixed bag. Like, Can you imagine just like being 17 on YouTube and getting invited to the Grammys? No, I know. Like Alex Earl was there and I was like, she looked great. Why was Alex Earl there? I had no no idea. That's why it's an enigma to this day, but catch me looking at what everyone wore of course like I'm I'm gonna know the fashion do I know the rhyme or reason while they're there absolutely not like what oh you guys this actually reminds me of Kris Jenner's infamous Christmas party it is my (laughs) joy of life to like see who gets invited and who got the cut like apparently it's pretty it's it's pretty dicey now like they're pretty cutthroat but at one point it was just anyone under the sun and so to catch the aftermath of like who was posting at Chris Jenner's house was the thrill <laughs> of a lifetime I mean the most mixed bags of characters there <laughs> now <laughs> now they have a more a more uh exclusive list but at one point I mean anybody was welcome I we were one step away from being invited it felt like <laughs> well <laughs> one step away from being invited you know Chris Jenner was like made everyone sign an NDA and was like you can only film me from my good side I bet <laughs> so I follow I'm a big Heather McDonald fan Juicy Scoop uh, podcast yeah. and I love her I love her stand-up and she's got two boys and she was going to the Chris Jenner party every year except her boys are kind of feral and when they were younger it was a kid-friendly party at first so she would bring her boys oh and her husband God. and then she stopped getting invited because she was like okay now it's more of an adult soiree and you can't have your boys like swinging from the chandelier at Chris Jenner's <laughs> house and she like does this whole really funny bit about how her boys cost her the invitation and like the oh, latest because Chris Jenner has a china cabinet now she's like no one's coming over who is a flight risk <laughs> yes and then also Chris Jenner's kids are grown like she's been there done that with like the kids running around I mean she's still like an active grandparent from what it appears but yeah the holiday party seemed to be more of a classy event her boys were running around and she was like I wonder why I didn't get invited this next year oh yeah I know Drake and what was her younger son Drake and somebody I forget her younger one uh we're running around like feral animals so surely that got knocked got me knocked off the list i'm also just like i'm sorry right now if i got invited to chris jenner's house the <laughs> first people that would get cut from that list would be my own children bye why would be bye, like, chef. hey no bye. Like, don't let the door hit you on the way out <laughs> like i'm not bringing my kids to a kardashian <laughs> house no i would pump in the bathroom before bringing my exclusively breastfed baby to Chris Jenner's house because I how am I supposed to enjoy being in the lifestyles of the rich and the famous when I have a baby on the boob absolutely not yeah okay, no it's, I'm it's yeah. fascinating that we talk about this because Kendall and I the other day discussed like some strange series of events happens let's say hypothetically and we get invited to a red carpet event like who our plus one would be oh yeah we did talk about this and yeah, go it's, tell me. Because Reese Witherspoon brought her son to, I can't remember, I think it was the Globes this year. Um, and it was the sweetest thing. He was so proud of her. It was really cute. Like Deacon was just beaming for his mom. But Kendall was like, that'd be cool. Wouldn't be my kids. <laughs> like, no, I'm bringing Kendall. 
I mean, like, <laughs> I'm bringing a girlfriend. <laughs> like, I am bringing a girlfriend. Haley's answer was not me, so it's fine. <laughs> but, Your answer uh... wasn't me either. <laughs> Your no. answer wasn't me. <laughs> no, was my I, answer. I don't even remember. Yeah, you said your brother. Oh, oh yeah, that, Brandon. Yes, that tracks. Yeah, Brandon yeah. would be well because I was like, he'd be the easiest to be like, "This is what you're gonna say," and at cool. <laughs> like that's what I felt like training. Reese Witherspoon did to her son. She was like, "By the way, the cameras are gonna come up. You need to be like, mom, you look gorgeous." Yeah, and then and smile. I mean, I'm sure Deacon's like older too. Like you, we yeah. wouldn't be bringing like our young toddlers. So no, yeah. I feel like it's different. Yeah, but... Brandon would understand the assignment though. <laughs> I oh, do think it's it. cute when guys bring their moms. I don't know if I'm just a sucker, but I do think that's kind of cute. I agree. I think it's I, no. no, I no? totally agree. Oh, no, okay. I, I said like... no, I do agree. Yeah, I, just... I think it's sweet. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just not going to bring my child <laughs> No, <laughs> like maybe when they're older, I'm just saying right now. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to Chris Jenner's with Chris, no. oh, the Jenner's going to the Jenner's house with my children. Not no, but happening. the hypocrisy of it all is that if Wyatt grows up to be rich and famous and he doesn't bring me. Oh, oh get, as if, I mean, as if. so it doesn't go no. that. Yeah, I'm not. No, 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 him, no. Of course, this is the only one me. way. Yes. 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 And don't get it ways. twisted. Okay. All right, ladies. Once again, class, settle, settle, settle. We are here for Mother God, our Mother God, okay? So here is the run of events. We're going to go. Your assignment, everyone who's listening, was to watch the documentary. I know some of you guys don't understand an assignment. So I went ahead and did a write-up for you guys. We're going to go through the write-up of what happened to the documentary hopefully in an interesting enough way that if you've already seen it, that this might still be some new information that you missed. Because as I was kind of writing this up, I, there were several things I was like, Oh, I forgot. Or, Oh, like, you know, it's just, this also fast moving. There's a lot of moving parts, whatever. So going to go through this. And then I want to hear Angela Haley, your thoughts on what's between the lines. So let's set the scene. Love has won the cult of mother God. So this is a three-part documentary documentary series on HBO. It's about a woman named Amy Carlson, who is a mother of three and a manager of a McDonald's in Houston, Texas. Okay. This is where we start a mother of three manager of McDonald's in Houston, Texas, who was one night out with friends. She excused herself from the table and literally never returned. Okay. Never told her kids she was leaving. Never told her friends. Just excused herself, said she was going to the bathroom, disappears. She runs off with some man that she meets on the internet on some backwoods dial-up spiritual website and begins a cult by claiming that she is a divine being who is 19 billion years old, who birthed, birthed the entire world and dubbed her partner Father God. Now, how did she do it? Well, with help from her alleged co-conspirators in the spirit realm, included but not limited to Robin Williams, Marilyn Marilyn Monroe, Whitney Houston, and Jesus Christ. Do you guys remember anyone else who was in that list? Because I was like, she had she had like a whole vision board. Was it like people? Yeah. I want to say like she said Donald Trump was her dad or something. Oh yeah. Well, but he was like the only person who was alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Robin Williams was like her main front runner. So she made money selling remote healings that claimed to cure cancer, addiction, Lyme disease, suicidal thoughts. The cult begins to grow. She targets people who have mental health or social issues and offers a life of power or healing or community to be part of this group. She invites her leaders into a house together to lead the quote unquote followers by feverishly producing YouTube videos, content, articles, like they're just blowing up the internet, okay? Her followers, this is something of note. So now we're going into cult territory. I mean, this is already weird stuff, but not culty, but this is kind of where we start going into the cult. Her followers were mainly people who needed medical help, but could not afford to go to a doctor, okay? Mm -hmm. So now we've got the hook, okay? She figures out 
There's a lot of people who, with our medical system, can't afford, when they have cancer, when they have these various illnesses, they don't have enough or they don't have insurance or whatever. She's offering these healings to people who cannot afford care and then saying going to the hospital is against spiritual practice, okay? But they can come to her and she will heal them. Now, we're talking a lot of followers. So there's 20,000 people on Facebook following this in their group. And their YouTube videos had, a lot of them had 1.5 million views. So LHW was also known as the Galactic Federation of Light and 5D Full Disclosure. Okay? A mouthful. So we're just going to say love has one. Um, They claim to have led 144,000 quote-unquote believers into the awakened 5D plane of existence. So here's where we take a turn. So I pulled this from a write-up from Vanity Fair, but it says, Amy Carlson suffers from anorexia, a disease characterized by a strong desire for control and is often associated with anxiety disorders. The series shares a diary entry by one of her disciple caretakers. I can't with a disciple caretaker. Um, Shares a diary entry from one of her disciple caretakers that suggests the severity of her illness when she writes, Robin Williams says that 103.1 pounds is the maximum weight that Mother God can get to in order to ascend out of the false 3D world and into the true 5D plane. The group believed that ego entered through two back doors, which was food and sleep, and everyone dramatically lost weight. So that's the end of that Vanity Fair quote. So she gets down to 75 pounds, my people, Mm -hmm. 75 pounds. So eventually Mother God, it's like so funny to even refer to her as Mother God. So eventually Mother God stops moving from the waist down. It is believed that it was nerve damage due to advanced alcoholism. She would drink herself into oblivion every single night, believing this to be her medicine to be able to talk to her quote unquote spirit team. But her, the people who followed her uh, believed that her physical deterioration was resulted from Amy Carlson taking on the world's negative energy. So she was absorbing all of the world's energy and by taking it on it and disintegrating into nothing, it was the sign that her ascension was imminent. So these people in, in the documentary, you see, like, they're so convinced that her falling apart means that she is ascending and that the world is going to be saved and everyone is going to go to the 5D, that they start scouring the sky for spaceships that are coming to pick her up, okay? <laughs> convinced. Like, they're in the desert and being like, oh, I think this is the one. They do this for months, years. I can't even remember. But they're convinced the spaceship is going to come down and take her as she gets sicker and sicker. So she eventually ascends, AKA she dies in a hotel room and the people around her are like, okay, she's ascended, but we need to put her back in her like proper place. So they are lugging a dead body around in their car. They sneak her out. She dies in the hotel. They put her, they have to sneak her out of the hotel with security cameras. They have to act like, I can't remember if she's like in a sleeping bag or they like put like winter clothes or whatever, but they're pretending that this person is just like chilling. Who's dead. They put her into their car and then they get pulled over and for speeding or there's a taillight, something inconsequential. The police officer comes, there's a dead body in the back of their car, lets them go. They're, they're like, Oh, so sorry, officer, like whatever lets them go corpses in the back they bring her to the house that she was living in in this like little town in Colorado they place her they continue to worship her okay so she's been a corpse do you guys remember how long before they the police found her I think like a month or two maybe yeah Yeah, so this corpse has been here for a month or two um she is blue because she believed that collodial silver would heal her. So she was like chugging collodial silver, which turns 
your body blue. So she's a blue corpse laid on top of a sleeping bag in her bed and everyone is still praising her. Okay. Um, Wow, wow, wow. All right, so I just wanted to give the rundown for people who needed a little jog refresh or haven't seen it. So let's go in now. Thank you for thank you for uh, letting me have the floor. That was gorgeous. That was AP English level research. You were on the ground floor doing God's work for us. I mean, thank you. you know, I, I really was... set you guys up for a second. No, this is the only way that I can contribute because you know, I wouldn't have pulled that out of my butt. I literally had to like uh, write this down as a paper so that I could come prepared. And no, now I you it. guys, I, I ran or I walked so you guys could run. So go no. ahead. I, I get it. So just right off the noggin, what's coming to mind is I just would be remiss if I didn't mention my toddler is now explaining the dreams that he has. And it is like mm. the fever dream of like any random thing you can think of. And it's giving mother God's story that she told everyone. <laughs> like he's like, and then Mickey mouse was there. And then dad and I were in the car. And then when we got up and then we saw the spaceship and then, and I was like, this is, I mean, he's honestly channeling her. <laughs> I mean, it is, it is the most random roundup of sentences put together when you're like, she's chugging silver. And then she said, Robin Williams was giving her the, the potion to keep the people safe. I'm like, am I, I can't even believe this was real. Now I have a couple things I want to say. First off the viral videos and the loyal fan base that they had is one of the most shocking things to me because when I've loaded and saw with my own eyes the type of low-budget BS they were up to, it's the grainiest YouTube videos I've ever seen with this, like, crazy, like, rug drop backdrop. They're blurry. They're, like, barely in screen. They had live streams. Like, they would literally yeah. just live stream their life for and these weeks on end. Rinky-dinky products, and they were selling out of these skincare adjacent type of trinkets and whatever and I was just in awe that they were so successful and like I still grapple with why why this cult out of so many <laughs> did well I'm not sure so that's the thing that I think was my biggest surprise once I finished the show and then started my own deep dive on this cult is that it says it only has like 12 to 26 members yeah so, so I currently <laughs> No, like, so I, I think I what mean, it was, I think what it was, was the people that were living there with her. Yes. That, yes. That was probably like 12 to 20 people, but the people tuning in oh, was thousands shit. and thousands. That's what no, I think. No, I mean, it said, yeah. I mean, there were like 20,000 people on their Facebook group and yes. so yeah, many yeah, people yeah, yeah, tuning yeah, yeah. into their YouTube. But I do think like she had her squad, like oh, the yeah. leader of the cult. And I do think maybe that's like the members versus followers because yeah. they refer to anyone who is like drinking the snake oil as a follower and anyone who's in as a member. Gotcha. 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 Yeah. So it was, I think like Angela, to your point, I think they just like completely thrived and capitalized on this emerging web 2.0 world and just like engaged chat rooms and like found these lonely people but not in the way that twin flames did which mm -hmm. they like targeted these lonely people this was they were just like in the way that we have people who just like hop on twitch now and watch other people playing video games i'm like which yes i don't understand it i think it's that kind of thing it's like this like let me tune out and like get sucked into this crazy world where everything's bright and colorful and like yeah, because we have to remember when this started, like when Amy is the manager at McDonald's with three children, this was kind of the beginning of the internet as a whole. Mm -hmm. So like she finds this guy because they're both, uh, the internet at that time was like, this really is, you're going into a different world where now it's kind of integrated into our everyday life. This mm -hmm. was, you were going to find something. Like you had to know what you were looking for and I think that that would have been really, really easy to spiral when, okay, here are your three options within this niche subject that's available on the internet. And you think you've like found your soulmate and that you are a divine being, you know? 
Yeah. It makes me sad. There's always a sadness as much as I love to talk about this and like I consuming cult content all the time. It does make me sad how people that are so desperate for answers, like how you were mentioning a lot of the people that were in the viewership and responding to this as, as truth were in a medically compromising situation. So that makes me yeah. sad, you know, cause you're just, it, it highlights the desperate that you want answers and you want someone to guide you when you're in a vulnerable time. So that always just like doesn't. But I think right. that's the basis of a cult. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, capitalizing okay. on people's vulnerabilities right. and, and trying to provide answers to the very real things in our lives that we don't have the answers to. Right. Oh, yeah. well, while we were sitting here, I had to Google, what are her kids up to now? Has any of them come forward? Do you guys know anything about her kids and what they're doing? And well, they so she, in the, in the documentary, she, when she knows she's dying, um, which by the way, at the end, so she, her whole cult thing was like, you know, F the system with going to the hospital and whatever. I mean, that's what she built her business on. And at the very end, she actually was like, please take me to a hospital. And her squad was like, no, we're not taking you because this would discredit everything that we've done. And they would not take her to the hospital. Um, but when she knew she was dying, she reached out to her kids. So she reached out to her whole family, like her sister, her mom, yes, um, I do remember her kids. That. And so her kids were like, just becoming aware like can you imagine they're like adults her kids were interviewed or I know her daughter was interviewed in the documentary and then they mentioned one of her sons but she has two sons and the third son has never made any like public appearances or statements ever like his name's not even known yeah uh, yes I'm but, looking yeah. here and it says I'm just this is only three sentences but I find it interesting it says Amy Amy had three children by three different fathers in three separate marriages by the time she was in her early 20s According to her mom, she never held that maternal instinct for them. Her children came in the form of the eldest son, Cole. That's the one that has come forward and spoken. And the mm -hmm. daughter, Maddie. And then a third unnamed son. So I think Cole is, yeah, Cole's the oldest. Cole revealed that she had abandoned him when she was 12 in order to start up the cult. And despite this, he still loves his mother deeply. Oh. Yeah, so Maddie sad. is the one who, in the documentary, they showed clips of, like, a TikTok that she had made a while back saying, like, my mom's a cult leader yes uh, like kind of capitalized on it she was like anyway crazy story um I mean, hey, get my mom is like, mother god yeah I why not her. You know? I, absolutely women in yeah. the arts you know and she it says <laughs> as for maddie she has a master's degree in social work and she's living in georgia and then the other son cole is, is got his degree in biology he's living in oregon so only the best for them, honestly. Hopefully 2024 is good to them because what a wild ride. Oh, I wrote this down to mention one of my favorite and more like uh, comedic relief at parts of the series was when she was like, you guys, I'm getting messages from the other side and I, I need to lay down. And then just like zooms in on her taking the most glorious nap. <laughs> She's like saying that she was like channeling, but she was just sleeping. Oh yeah, no, she called or... them her etheric sessions. I've started yes. calling my no, like, that's brilliant. etheric sessions. I'm like, I'm too busy. I need to take an etheric <laughs> session. And it's like, I'm passed out in bed. Um, yes, absolutely. I, I'm going to start saying that. I'm going to the 5D. <laughs> right, right. I was like, that is... That is how you know Williams. that marketing works. It's like when uh, Wyatt wouldn't eat dinner, but if I call it a large snack, he'll eat it. I'm like, oh yeah, that's giving. That. You just know you have to know how to package something. You know, mm -hmm. I, I just remember a line where one of the dudes who was like in charge of making food was like made her a quesadilla. Oh and yeah, quesadillas. <laughs> And she was like, this is the worst quesadilla I've ever had. And it like pans to him. He's like, I've made Mother God very sad. I made the world's first quesadilla. I'm like, this is honestly vibes. Like I want to convince everyone that I'm Mother God and like make me exactly the quesadilla I want. And then I'm going to go nap. Right. No, and I'm going to. No. It, and I like... think he. Oh, go ahead. No, no, please. I want to say the line was specifically, I, and I only say this because I have also adopted this into my vernacular, but he said, I've robbed mother God of joy by serving. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> <I've robbed> 
Oh my gosh. I mean, wow. That is my response if I get a subpar quesadilla. So I do, I do understand. She's a Texas girly, you know, she knows what she wants. Like, she does. Yeah, oh it was God. not until I wrote my little paper that I realized she was from Houston, Texas. I was like, oh, yeah. man, we we can't afford another strike. <laughs> hey, you guys get not to claim you get to claim Beyonce, and that feels like it cancels out several other mishaps sure. going on in Houston. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mishaps. <laughs> Um, another thing I want to mention was the jump scare at the very beginning of the documentary. Like, you don't know what you're getting into. You turn on HBO and you like press play, and like within the first 15 seconds, you see her blue, shiny corpse. corpse. Like, immediately. No, like, I know. Angela was like, I wonder if we should be like, spoiler alert, she dies. I'm like, it's in the first 30 seconds of this documentary. Well, I forgot. I forgot because you don't have your context. So it's just a mummified body that the police are being like flashlighted on. And you're like, you at that moment, I don't know about you guys. I didn't know what was going on yet. And then they, they back up. And obviously I know where we're headed as we go in, but at first you, you have no context. So you're just like, I don't even, my eyes aren't taking in what is going on here. So I did forget. I blacked out that they show you that quite literally immediately. No, it like wrapped in Christmas lights. Like it was the, yes, I watched it with my friend Christy and we were like, what the actual heck is this? Like I am unwell. Because at the very beginning, it's not cultish yet. She's just like, I've escaped my life. I've changed my name. I'm cosplaying into this divine being. We're smoking a lot of substances, yada, yada, yada. Um, And then she realizes like people are interested and then starts kind of like capitalizing on this. Right. Right. Um, And then let us mention there were like three or four father gods that were like interchanged (laughs) with each other when she was done having sex with the last one. Oh, That's and then true. there was Father Multiverse. Like, because she wasn't <laughs> ready to make not. him, like, to demote him from being Father God. She just made him Father Multiverse. And I'm like, and they started calling him Father M. And I, for oh, I can't. while, got very confused. I was like, who is Father M? But Yeah, I forgot that she would just kind of dole out whoever she felt like. And the toxic part of me was kind of like, at first, I was kind of vibing. I was like... <laughs> they are having jam sessions. It, it would pan. The yeah. camera would pan. They're just all like kind of high and like playing the banjo and like and loving then, each other. Yeah, and I'm just sort of like, this seems like peace. You know, when you're just so bogged down with life, like <laughs> you're stressed at at work. Angela's about to join a cult. No, I know. You're catching me. This is giving giving three children and working at McDonald's. You're like, you know what could be nice? No, here's the deal. Here's the deal. I am not one step away from joining a cult. I'm one step away from leading one at all times. So let the record show, let the record show. (laughs) However, it's like one of those things where my friend, Rachel Wesson, if she sees a baby like in a little swing, she's like, I'm jealous of that baby. Like that baby has no responsibilities, just swinging their life away. Like there was parts of that with giving that where it's just like, man, oh, yeah. it kind of sounds so freeing to just be away from everyone. on Just to break show. from the system. And and before she got really toxic with her silver and her eating disorder, which I did calculate while you were talking how many mother gods I weigh. And I think- Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> how many mother gods I weigh? Granted, who among us? If you put us in a Colorado little, like, what do you even call their house? I don't know. But it, you put us off the land and everyone no, is get praising us. Yeah, it everyone's get praising fast. you, literally writing diary entries about how much they love you. Like, how? who among us would not kind of relish in that, in that feeling? So. But also, I would love for all of my friends to be on first name basis with who I have said is on my galactic team. Oh, and absolutely. <laughs> we just believe like, like if it was just like, Haley, Robin Williams said, this is what I'm supposed to do. Just accept it as fact. No, it is not me. It is Robin Williams who has come through and said this. Now jot it down in your notebook. I agree. I think I, think I have a galactic, like I, I'm half joking when I say this, but like 
You're not joking. Not. The half joking is being polite, but continue. I have a Sonos speaker in my living room in my house. And on random occasion, it will just start speaking in the voice of Morgan Freeman, who I realize is not dead. Like, let me first <laughs> say that. Um, I think I like until I watched this documentary, I would just say that like Morgan Freeman haunts my house, um, specifically my Sonos speaker. But now I think it's that's his way of like communicating with me. Um, okay, but can you tell me what he says? Like, what is coming through your speaker? Normally, and like, it's it's like I didn't catch what you said. So like, he's responding to me. But occasionally it'll be like, on the fourth of July, nineteen whatever, whatever, such and such happened, and I'm like, I didn't. What? I didn't ask you that. Haley, I didn't ask. That's giving Bruce Almighty. Right. And like, <laughs> I've looked up like my Siri settings on my phone, my Alexa settings on my Amazon thing. None of them have a Morgan Freeman voice. So like, I don't know what it is. That's and wild. So but what a voice. I mean, of any, what a booming, beautiful, comforting voice to have instead of Siri's like annoying, like, I didn't catch that. Yeah, no. <laughs> I like it so much rather. Good old that was actually a really good Siri voice. It oh, was thank excellent. You. Thank you. you. Thanks, thanks, um, thanks. I also want to make sure we call attention to who I think is the unsung hero of the documentary. Oh, I'm so here. Which was her very first follower, the dude, um, I think his name was Miguel. And she told him that he was the Archangel Michael. Um, And at the end, after she was found dead, he went and with, he was in charge of all the money for the cold. Oh yeah. And withdrew all the funds and left everyone behind and like shut down all the bank accounts and like (laughs) sailed off into the sunset. Like does not associate with it at all in any way at this point. But like the police are coming up and like asking him, he's like, I He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I, not a clue. And then just literally disappears with all the money from love has won. No, I think, I think he won. Love didn't win. Miguel won. Honestly, he was playing the long game. He was playing the long game. Yeah. He was the very first member of the cult. Yeah. I have to see where is Miguel now? No, Miguel, this is the tale as old as time of like the resentment of being in a submissive position like she is just like bitching him around right and like making him do this that and the other and manage her finances of her snake oil and he was like i finally get to like serve my revenge like i i will take what's mine which is all of it and he was the only like non-white person in the cult that they like highlighted as well and I'm like, he's too smart for this. He's like, I'm out of here. I'm not doing this. This is some crazy, like, white people BS. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I'm thrilled that he ran away with the cash and was like, I don't oh. know any of those people. <laughs> it absolutely. I was cheering him on. Oh, man. I, big fan of McCann. I wonder how much it was because, you know, throughout the documentary, I feel like they're randomly flush. And then they have, like, no money and they're, like, surviving on beans out in the desert. And then they're like, oh, we have money again. Oh, we just bought a new property. Just kidding. The house burned down. Okay. Now we've got it. It's just, I'm just like, where's the financial standing here? Like, I forgot about the house burning down because yes. she went in to stage the house during a drought. Like <laughs> she went in to stage the house. And, and burned a drought and the house caught fire. And it literally, they're just filming themselves being like, well, it was God's will. I know they were like unbelievable, unbelievably chill about that. That was, and then they just literally camped out, y'all, in like on blankets out in a random like public field. Yeah, and that one girl from Miami was like, "I don't do this." (laughs) (laughs) She's like, "That's where I draw the line." She's like guzzling silver, but she's like outside. No, I'm leaving. No, I won't. She was like, "I've never camped in my life, and this is a lot." Oh my gosh. Oh. Yeah, I tried to Google how much money Love is One made, but true to Miguel's <laughs> Miguel's <laughs> journey, I mean, that is locked and loaded. I can't find anything about how much. They yeah, were... he definitely changed his name and is yeah, living on a ranch somewhere. There's a Reddit thread about him that I've gone deep on before. Again, I got really into this. I... Around like 
$300,000, but they assume also that he was skimming off the top the entire time because he was oh. the only signer on any of the accounts. Um, and he let mother God, like kind of do whatever she wanted and buy, cause she apparently had an Amazon addiction, which like, don't we all, I worship at the feet of Jeffrey Bezos. I love how she's bringing people into the five yeah. D and then also getting like two day shipping to her little like <laughs> Colorado <Exactly>. hut. <laughs> well, um, I was about to say, I thought that I was thinking <laughs> as a business standpoint, I'm like their overhead was pretty low except for her Amazon addiction, which I understand. Because what else do I mean? They, you guys, the videos were so low budget. I can't even. It is offensive to even say it was filmed on an iPhone. Like I'm like, I don't even know what what they were filming on. But to me, it felt so blurry. So I'm like, for sure, they don't have tech on their side. Yeah, I will say the overhead at some points. I felt like they had at various times like some pretty some pretty big places because they were housing like. 20 plus people at one time See, it and so like they're crammed in like a almost a trailer like i never i well, never thought i'm saying almost, sometimes like, it was like a bus sometimes it was a mansion like i'm just like what where, where are we like it was so hard to follow where people were like commuting and they had multiple properties because if you remember, they're like, oh, we went to uh, the Wyoming residence for, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, I can't yeah. remember exactly, but they had different properties that they kind of like vacillated between depending on like whatever Mother God's Robin Williams, Williams said. Yeah. Which I will say my one takeaway is the girl knew how to make a vision board. I mean, the cutout <laughs> photos of Robin Williams was iconic and inspirational and left me feeling like i now have <laughs> i mean who needs pinterest when you have mother god championing the vision boards because they would the camera would pan to her shitty vision board and it would just be like a giant one of robin williams and then these like smaller ones to scale of her other galactic team and i was like what a visionary honestly like no notes Did marilyn monroe is so embarrassed no she is. she's she's on the other side just like She's are like, please, you joking I, me please take me out of this documentary like i've already gotten enough shade of I people misunderstanding me like i don't need to be involved i mean exactly. galactic team yeah i'm trying to remember who else because robin williams was the most talked about i want to say joan of arc was in it oh yes joan of arc okay can i tell you the funniest thing though because i remember it was top of mind that donald trump was one of the galactic team I could not find this on the internet. That was what made me second guess myself. So I kept being like, who is in, you know, Amy Carlson's Galactic Squad? It's like naming different people. None of it was Donald Trump. I even type in, was Donald Trump one of, you know, Mother God's spirit team, whatever. Couldn't find anything. So I was like, did Donald Trump like pay to get this wiped off the internet that he's associated is he Ooh. using the same PR team as Taylor Swift? Like, <laughs> for sure. I just thought it was sus. Like, I could not get confirmation that without rewatching the entire documentary, which don't put it past me, but without watching it again, I could not confirm that he was on the Galactic Squad. And I just thought that was very strange. Well, That's it's strange. interesting too, because it's interesting to hear you say that because there were also some things that they would like, lightly touch on in the documentary and then just like breeze past as if it weren't an issue like they talked about how she was a hitler apologist um, oh yes that she was she talked about on the documentary of like oh that hitler was a light worker and that yeah. people misunderstood him and that she like communicated with hitler and it was like all gucci right and then she also like if i remember they like dabbled in QAnon for a while too Yes, like that yes, was a yes, part yes. of the documentary and i'm like how, how we're just gonna like give that one how many twists and turns right like we are all over the map here folks <laughs> like yeah insane. the donald trump thing is curious you know what's that is it called the mandela effect where like a yes. have mm -hmm. you heard of that ken Mandela no. effect is like when it collectively we all believe that something was either spelled that way or mentioned and then like collectively oh. and then come to find out it was never that way. So a, a famous example is like Fruit of the Loom. Uh, like it was there the oh gosh, now I'm blanking on what that thing is called. Cornucopia. Thank you. God bless. Yeah. Cornucopia <laughs> in the logo or not. And then like people were going to bat being like, there's a cornucopia in the Fruit of the Loom logo. 
was there actually one? I don't know. Um, Anyways, that's how I feel about the Donald Trump thing. I'm like, we <laughs> all like, don't, remember. Don't say yes or no. Anyway. Well, you know why I can't um, why I can't go further? Because my tab is already hovering over Amy Carlson quesadilla recipe because I wanted to see. <laughs> no, I can't. I, can, I cannot. But I'm like, man, I'm hungry. Like, let me see. What was she up to? And um, I'm sure Guys, if I go. People are so sold in. This is what I'm talking about. Like the fact that there's like Amy Carlson quesadilla recipe. Like, No, it doesn't. That you I just took. That was, that was me hope, hopeful that somebody had <laughs> clocked it. But unfortunately, I'm I'm coming up dry. I mean, it'll rob you of your joy. I don't know if you want the Amy Carlson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, she might she might haunt you for just like we're all gonna be haunted by having a commentary about how ridiculous this is. She's like, I'll show you. Mm-hmm. I'll descend. Can we also talk about how they got kicked off of the like Hawaii? Like they were in Hawaii. Oh yeah, and got, like banned from the state of Hawaii. <laughs> They were little rascals. Honestly, honestly. vibes. I want to be such a threat to someone that I get banned from a state, you know? (laughs) Right. And then they just, I'm curious surrounding the house burning down, like, don't authorities or some other external force, aren't they involved when that happens? Like, how did they get off with just being like, "Ah, we're just- Oops. Moving on to the next. I, I honestly don't know. But the other thing is like the- it was a three-part series, but it had to move so fast. As Haley brought up, there were so many things that were just kind of glossed over that I think they just had so much material to cover that it was like, we can't even go into this. Like yeah. how much background is on all of these individual crazy making things. Yeah. And after we finished it, I, so I watched it with my friend Christy and after we finished it, her biggest takeaway and like lingering question was, did this dead body not smell for the month that they were like traveling? Yes. I also, I also wondered this. And so she Googled that and sent me this article. Again, we were both deep diving like for in a manic way about this after it ended. But there was one article that interviewed, I think it was the most recent father God, the one who like didn't know how to put a shirt on. (laughs) Um, And he said that like the smell of God was everywhere when they, Oh God. Okay. I'm I'm like, I am on what like no. that's how he phrased it. Like the smell of God couldn't leave the room. Okay. Oh, oh god. I'm, I'm like actually gagging. No, yeah. it's so horrible. Like smell. And you guys, it's- I just know they did a terrible job mummifying. Oh. There's so there's just no way. Cause I think if you mummify a corpse properly, does it smell? These are the questions. I don't think they even mummified it, bro. No, they I did. think they just let it they did. I mean, how do you I mean I thought though? they like covered her in glitter though like i think they're yes that's what i'm saying like, like was very off the cuff makeshift yeah it because was it was it was her like to mummify would to be to wrap a human like to you know cover with salt well, to wrap said the they body did do that, but you know i don't know anyone can edit wikipedia so who knows but um also shout out wikipedia everybody donate five dollars to wikipedia it is something i've used for 20 plus years and, and I, I i don't know if i've been not sponsored okay venmo but, us first no but uh, you guys we're doing like, the lord's work out here no the most aquarian thing about me is that i have a couple things that i donate to one of them being i annually donate to wikipedia i am not Wait, kidding so do I. Oh, guys what <laughs> because they get me with the thing where they're like we have served you with free information for the last 20 years um yeah, I'm, I'm about to put out a tip jar i'm about to put a, a tip <laughs> jar i have been serving free content for almost four years on this pod i mean wikipedia has a beat though ken w- wikipedia has a beat but you guys you know that there's a in um, his pain yeah i don't there's <laughs> have you guys heard about this i'm sure Haley has but kindle might be playing catch up um that there's like a glitter shortage and they're trying to figure out who's the number one buyer of glitter i think we have found out we found it we found out (laughs) we have found that there's like a whole conspiracy online ken about like who's ordering glitter where's glitter why is glitter not as available as it used to be and there's everybody's different theories but as i go and i look into this and it's like they were they put glitter on our eyes and there was glitter all over the house i'm like well the... wait angela no they actually figured out like i this was on my tiktok literally yesterday um they found out what the glitter shortage is due to oh tell me please it is apparently 
these like military planes which if i if my friendly little fbi agent comes knocking on my door after this it was nice knowing y'all um (laughs) (laughs) they mix it with like other like glass shards and other debris that's reflective that shoots out of military planes that makes it where radars can't see other things so like you see a cloud behind it like a chemtrail and it like jacks up radar systems so i tell you right now if i saw a plane going overhead that was shooting glitter i would be like wow like so excited not thinking right? like we're no i'd be like taylor walk. swift is gifting the world with a concert yes and she's yes. coming down from the plane she might have the heaviest carbon footprint on earth but she's giving us glitter <laughs> straight up you, you may be uh sending this non uh decomposable substance because you know how they say like glitter like never decomposes yeah well anyway apparently <laughs> no i'm gonna say <laughs> no i was gonna make a very crude joke tying it back to andy carlton but you know what we started with a taylor Not swift decomposing. reference <laughs> yeah we started with the taylor swift reference and we're ending with one and i feel like mm-hmm. that's a wrap you guys we've been yapping for 55 minutes and i think that we gave the people a, a great rundown of the most unhinged documentary I've seen in a while. Leave it to HBO. I will say, I will say, uh, I got several messages when I, you know, posted on the unpolished, like, oh, you know, wild hair idea. Haley's coming on from other God. And then she reposts. So then it's like on my page and people were like, oh, I'll finally tune in. I'm like, this is what I gets hate the you people. all. This is what gets you all. Like, I mean, we have a very beautiful listenership, but it's just so funny how many people are like, "Oh yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll definitely listen to this one." I'm like, "Okay, well, welcome." Um, yes, welcome, welcome, and thank you for joining us on this wild ride. Um, tune in next week and let us know if you guys have another topic you want us to deep dive on. We're happy. We're happy to cover it. We're taking Haley. You will requests. definitely be on again. <laughs> so yes thank you for joining us today thanks for having me i'm more than happy to always be your wildly unqualified cult expert yes you're probably the most qualified of all of us so thank you for being here to lift us up where we belong okay bye okay bye thank (laughs) y'all That's a wrap from your girls, Kendall and Ange. Thank you for listening. Send this to somebody that you think will like it. XOXO, the unpolished girlies. Bye-bye.